Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Star Wars Universe On Call. I am Paul Franz, owner of Franz Games. I've been SFB Online, FedCom Online, and Starfleet Warlord. Just a minute, I'll join us with a talk guest every Thursday night starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can either call on the phone, just dial 605-562-0444 and follow the directions. The call ID is 17702. Are going to participate on the web? Just go to the TalkShoe website at www.talkshoe.com and search for call ID 17702 or Starfleet Universe on call SFU on call. Or if you want the best online experience, then I would suggest you go over to twitch.tv. Yes, twitch.tv slash SFU on call, and you will find us there. And of course, if you need to contact me for any reason, my email address is sfuoncall at gmail.com. It's s-f-u-o-n-c-a-l-l at gmail.com. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I have multiple accounts there. <laughs> one of those is sfuoncall. Oh, shocker. And another one is my personal account, which is Paul France, P-A-U-L-F-R-A-N-Z. There is no T in that. And my business account, which is Franz Games, F-R-A-N-Z-G-A-M-E-S. If you want to keep up to date on what's happening with SFB Online and Starfleet Warlord. Feel free to follow me there. And of course, this lovely talk cast gets Tendo Podcasts available on iTunes and various other feeds around the net. When it comes to ADB, it's still very, very quiet. You know, I'm sure Mr. Cole is keeping up to date on his medical concerns. You know, last time he had a little bit of skin cancer, which had removed on his on his head, so the skin was a little tight, so it was really makes it really hard for him. Um, but he's still doing good. Um, Steve Petrick is still working on the, the Orion Master Starship book. I can't wait for that to come out. That'd be really nice to see. And this week, on found on the online store, we actually have spare parts for the Marines. Just the, so in case you have a copy of. One of the Marines' products, whether it Last Assault or, um, the, you know, sorry, Last Stand or Marine Assault, forgive me, you, we act, they have the colored maps for that. Um, the Marine Assault color map is only $15. You can, uh, it's 20, sorry, it's 50, sorry, try it again, 22 by 25 and a half. It's a full color map designed by Xander Fulton for those of you in the SCP universe. You know who Xander Fulton is. And this will work with the map in Last Stand also. So they, they can be used together. Moving onward and forward from that, we have, the, of course, the Sapphire Star 16 tournament. Well, we have seven out of the, the eight games are completed. Um, the last the only game that's not completed, um, um, hi, it's me. <laughs> Me and um, Jeff Clark, obviously, we have to do things a little bit at a time because uh, he's all the way in Japan. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, no, it's more than, 
a 12 hour there's like a 14 hour difference i think because basically i start at five o'clock p.m my time it's 7 a.m his time so that means it's like 14 hours difference between the two so we can do things a little bit at a time we're, we're, we're progressing we're progressing um and uh, for those of you on the video feed, whether it's YouTube or live on um, the Twitch, you will see um, an update on that game. Um, I've got basically more uh, weapons and power than he does. He's got more shields than me. So that's that's the the lowdown. Also, this I'm next turn he will have no torpedoes he only ha has two the two s torps of available his f torps are gone so he has the one s torp two but he used this this current turn the other s torp he he used last turn so his next turn he will have no torps available and he has no batteries so we can't do a fast load F either. So that makes a huge, huge difference for that. So it's the, it's a really, really tight game. Uh, <laughs> I've got between on my ship, between everything, I've got like 14 boxes of shield. So if you want actually want to see what it looks like, bring up the YouTube video or go to twitch.tv, either one, and you should be able to see the actual also if you want to i did post the um, those pictures in the, the the discussion board on the starfleetgames.com website so if you want to go see them there you can go see them there that's, that's that's another way of seeing them i've not actually posted them on facebook but it is what it is now on onward and forward to the online client when it comes to the online client actually i did do some work this past Monday, because I had a day off of work, I decided to focus on a, a feature that was requested, which is the, the, the ability to copy and paste drone layouts. And actually, this is completed. And one thing I will be doing as part of the podcast tonight is for, is for those on the video feed, you will actually be able to see this, which is me um, just showing off this feature to people before we get into the month probably only won't be one monster for this week moving onward and forward um when it comes to library port there's no no nothing new when it comes to SFB or fedcom this week um no updates though i think there's some updates waiting for me to process for the SFB. so with that that is the news for this week And it's me, it's the Moyal Popcorns, welcoming you to Starful Universe on call. And tonight, well, it's me, hi, and Doug. Say hi, Doug. Hi, Doug. Awesome. So tonight, actually, we're going to, before we get on to the another space monster, which we're going through them all, um, and talk about, well, I, I saw a couple of scenarios when it comes to, to the, um, Space dragons that we missed. One of those actually kind of interesting, but I think I'm, I'm just gonna let that slide because I want to move on to the next monster. But before we do, I'm gonna go do two things for those on the video feed. 
Número uno. Set up my monitor over here. That and like that, and get rid of that. I'm gonna get rid of the sound because I don't get rid of the sound. Um, I'm gonna, you guys are gonna hear a really awful echo. Okay, but it's all set. Now we're gonna start with actually a quick review of the status of my of my tournament game. As I mentioned in the news portion, that I'm not doing too bad. Not doing great, but I'm definitely in a better situation than I was on um, last turn. Um, doo -doo, doo -doo -doo. Okay, I'm gonna bring it up. Okay, this is the current map. The current map is now um, the one issue here. This I, I'm right here. I am three hexes directly aft um, to the to the. Um, my opponent. Now, we're both right now. We're both facing each other's um, shield number four. So I'm facing directly away from him. He's going the opposite direction. Now, this is obviously a bad thing. I, if I was best situation would be me being up here. Now the problem is at the moment is that I've used my one head bonus. So if I try to do another head, like let's say next turn. Um, that I'll have, I have the possibility of failing. So right now we're three hexes away. Um, I'm in hex 0308, and he's in hex 0606. So did, did you show that on the map on the video feed? Oh, that's a good good thing. I forgot to switch. I, I forgive me. I forgot to switch. OBS to point to my screen. There it is. For those those of you on the video feed, now you can see what what the actual board looks like. Um, this, so you know, on on the video feed, you can see that he, this is the how the uh, Firehawk went. He started here, and he just kept on going around here and kind of finally up. Um, he started fast and then started slowly going slower and slower until at the moment we're both moving speed nine. Me, I started over here. Um, I was around here at the beginning of turn. And then I came up around here going, um, this is a side slip and then come back. So I was able to basically, since he was cornered, I was able to, um, I started speed 19, went down to speed um, 14. The idea when it comes to that was to have it so that I had two impulses in a row, which I moved. The idea was hopefully if he wasn't going too fast, I might actually be able to run into him. Um, nope, he started speed 27. So that was not nothing there. But I was able to turn here and basically pin him. Um, so that he could not, um, he could not get away. And I, fi I finally slammed him against, against the, uh, he, he was running against the wall. I didn't slam him against the wall, but I slammed my ESG against him on his shield number five. So 
at the moment, his ship looks like this. Shield number five is down. Shield number two is half, and shield number nice. three is a little more, you know, um, nice. not as much. But I was able to knock out a lot of his weapons, uh, including, you know, basically he's down to two phaser ones, uh, FX and FA, phaser one, and a, a, a phaser three. Also, the, he uses Plasma A on me. Actually, it was not enveloping. I'm, I'm assuming the reason it was not enveloping was because he needed the power to move quite quickly. And unfortunately, I needed power too. Otherwise, I would have done a lot more damage to him. Um, to do what I needed to do, because I used up all my phasers last turn. I needed to, I, I figured the number one thing, most number of critical thing to put my power towards for weapons was phasers. So I had to reload all my phasers last turn. So that's seven points of power right there, gone. The, to to uh, renewing my, my uh, weapons because I actually got one, phaser one was destroyed last uh, two turns ago uh, at this point. But so I, if you notice, all his batteries are are gone. Um, both plasma Fs are gone. He just has two uh, two plasma Ss. He fired this one, launched this one last turn, and he, that that wiped out my shield number two. And all, right, so this one it won't be available for two turns. Not, so not turn the turn that's coming up, which is going to be turn nine. It won't be available until turn 10. So he won't have any heavy weapons available until, for another turn. In the meantime, he still has his phasers. Now, if you notice, his shields are pretty darn good. He just has the one shield over here, shield number five, is down. Shield number two obviously got, got hurt, and shield number three is a little, got some damage from various um, disruptor fire that I have fired at him during the turn. Also, overall, one, two, three, four, five, six, two, 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 seven, eight. He's down eight power. So we started, like, if I call correctly, he starts at the 38 power. And so he's down to 30. Now, here, this is what's left of my ship. If you notice on this ship, I actually have many weapons. He didn't do he he missed on the weapons. He didn't for the whole turn with all the internals he got. He got one weapon, actually two weapons, three weapons. He knocked out two phasers, two phaser ones, and a disruptor. He got three for all the damage. Most of he got lots of hull. Surprisingly, quite a few, quite a bit number of control spaces. So much so, I've got one control. I got two control boxes left. I got bridge and flag bridge. That's all I've got. He knocked out my emergency bridge, my aux control, and one of my bridge. I was like, "What? That's weird." But also, you notice, in total, between um, shield number four, shield number three, and shield number six, I have a total total boxes of fifteen. Fifteen total yeah. boxes. To speed up and get that down shield of his. Well, that's and it's, 
his plasmas. Oh, agreed. Agreed. That's the thing. I he did not hit any of my ESGs. I got both ESGs intact. It doesn't is, matter. Oh, oh, and oh, I, 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 I know. But at the same time, um, I kind of okay. I, I'll, I'll talk about about that after the game's over. There's one I th- one mistake I think he made a huge, huge, huge mistake in my mind. But we'll talk about it after the game's over. Um, that's the only reason I'm still surviving, basically. How many weapons do you have available this turn yet? I got them all. You didn't fire any of them? Oh, him or me? You. I I, I have all, all of them are available. They just need to be charged. Remember, we're, 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 we just finished turn 8, impulse 32, turn 8. We're going to start with turn 9. The problem, as I pointed out... Oh, that map was the end of the turn. This is the end of the turn. This is where we currently are. Okay. He's going that way. I'm going that way. We're facing... We're center line between... Yeah, I got it. I, I got it. And as I said, in theory... I could hit, but I'm taking a chance because I've already used my hit for for this turn. I'm I mean for the, for the game. Yeah, I, actually, I, I did do a hit. Um, and but uh, well, you know, and I I, t- I took I took a, a, a risk. ESG cycle. ESGs will be up again. They're available late this this upcoming turn because of um, I'm trying to think about we were around the middle of the turn. Yeah, we were around around the middle of the turn between the the middle of the turn to late. In, you know, the latter half of the turn, but still right around, the, like impulse twenty, when the when the ESGs went down, they finally hit him. Actually, they hit him and they hit two of his shuttles, which I destroyed. He launched them so that the idea was that so that his shuttles would absorb it. Now he's he's now got three shuttles are gone. He's got one shuttle left. You I have I have one shuttle left. Dave's saying risk the head. The, oh, yeah. yeah. The, well, the key thing here would You're be... You're pointed in the same direction as him right now. No, opposite direction. Opposite? Opposite. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell that from the picture. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The, the, the point turned. I took this right at the end of the game. Right before we... He had to go off to work, and I did not um, uh, bother to, to make bring my counter it to the top but my i'm pointing that direction oh, i see where you're at okay yeah because i came down here direction d then i was able then turned side slipped actually no yeah yeah then i turned this direction and then i side slipped to here and so i'm, I'm directly aft so uh, so i'd have to i'd have to hit either directly facing him or 
you know, this way. The tough part, obviously, is that he's going to turn. Most probably, he's going to turn this direction, this this way, to protect that shield number five. And if I try to overrun him, he's going to batter me down with his phasers, and I'm going to take more internals <laughs> and probably take some weapons are going to, are going to disappear. The the good part, as I, I um, pointed out in my post, is that I've only only lost five power of my 38 and i'm two-thirds movement cost ship do you have your number four shield up yes see okay because mm-hmm. i can't see that in the, the video it, it's cut off oh i'm sorry There. That should do it. This it's is not the head is a potential, but it's only really a potential if it's going to put you where you're going through one uh, his down shield. Right, and that, it w- that's the key. Yep. There's the other. Hand turns and he puts his number three shield to you he might break it a little bit but if you can turn back to him standard disruptors and phasers should probably could take that out at medium range so like the shield number three yeah his shield number three mm-hmm. he's repaired that it looks like yeah he repaired two boxes but it's a 24 box shield and he's down eight so 16 16 box shield you catch him in overloaded disruptor range there you go yep you know handful of phaser ones disruptors maybe you'll take out his remaining phasers that are available through that arc and yeah. his and one of his torps and as long as he doesn't catch you mm-hmm. catch you with an enveloper it's kind of game over yep and remember if we Help us catch him with an enveloper. In that, I still have a wild weasel available. So one more shuttle. So that's that's the that's the good thing. Now, but speed could also help with that too. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying. So. Right. The question is whether he's going to start the turn fast or slow. Um, because at the so he's, there's a pretty good chance that he might go fast to put some distance and turn around. Yep. For when he has his uh, plasma the next turn, it might even wait another turn to get his other plasma up. He has to. Well, yeah, true. The one thing he might do is want to use his phasers to, to whittle me down in the meantime. Well, yeah. The problem for him is. He's only got three phasers. Agreed. Uh, and right now, and, if it, and they don't bear. Yeah. The only currently here's here's the one thing that in theory I could do, and it's a chance because I'd have to take the head and pray that I don't break down. Because yeah, and that is if I head directly back. And 
use most, you know, basically goes like speed zero and do a head and blast him with, with disruptors and phasers in the, in the hope that I get his weapons. If I get his weapons, actually, I won't be able to get his weapons because if, he, if I destroy the torp, he's going to destroy the torp that's already used. He's not going to destroy the one that he's, he's charging. Have to destroy two torps. Yep, that means I have to do. I have and to do a mizia. The problem is you're on a full power, full strength shield right now. Right. That's why, as I said, I have to hit him with uh, fully overloaded fo disruptors, which means three of them for twenty-four to knock it down, and then use phasers to go to to bop them. You know. Yeah. The other side is that this is a game where patience can pay off a lot too. Mm -hmm. Oh, underst understood. You've got you've got a maneuver advantage. You've got a speed advantage that you could pull. His big problem is uh, he, he's he's down to five weapons. All right, agreed. Yeah, that's his biggest problem. But he's got most of his shields up. Right, but at the same time, also, he can't. He's a, you don't have to, if you go to speed zero, you don't need to head. You right. can turn twice before one impulse, one right. more before he even gets out of overload range. Oh, agreed, agreed. But on the other hand, you give up your speed advantage, and oh. what you could do is you could just go high speed charge your phasers go standard disruptors and um, just kind of go to town on them get that just keep the pressure on that down shield because standard, standard disruptors at a decent bit of range if you're getting his down shield you got that potential to mid away his is torps mm -hmm. oh agreed agreed if i get on the down shield he's 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 got a he's got a big issue yeah and even if you get on his he he could make a stern chase out of it or he could actually head at you and basically overrun you tractor you because you're going so slow at the end of that turn but, so is he so is he. Yeah. We're both going speed nine. Okay. So both max speed for the next turn is speed 19. Both of us. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. So it, it will be interesting. I got to figure out what, what my plan for attack is for the turn. Because obviously if he, if he hits and goes right towards me and tractors me, I might have, I might have an issue. Um, if I, that's only if he, if, you know, if I stay slow and he actually is able to catch up with me, if I'm going my, my max speed, speed 19, he'll never catch me because he can't go, he can't go any faster than me. And we're, if you notice, we're at the top corner of the, this is the actual corner of the map right here. So this way is a lot of map for him. 
lot of map. And my guess is that he wouldn't do that. He's probably going to take time because he's got the shield. And for him, he could survive me. You know. Well, I, if he comes, if he's actually able to attack me, he's able to knock things down quite easily because I don't have much shield. As you can see. No shield number one, no shield number two, no shield number five. Gone. And both, neither him or I have batteries. So, that makes yeah. things, makes things interesting, as they say. As I said, unfortunately, I didn't have that much power last turn. So I only had, I fired these two disruptors here. One standard, one overload. That's it. I didn't have power enough to do anything else because as I said, seven points of power was just for charging up my phasers. If I didn't have to do that, then that guy could have hurt him even more. And I'm not, actually we might not have, a, I mean, he might be toast by then. Um, not sure. Not sure. Cause the, the problem is getting him more, um, more weapons. That means I'd have to do another Mizia. Another um, and I'm not sure if I would have been able to have. I think you should that. go max speed and press your maneuver advantage. Yeah. The, the only problem with the head is it gives him a one third chance of winning outright. Oh, oh, agreed, agreed. But one, one die. Mm -hmm. So the the problem is you've turned around completely. Right. Well, well, as, as the thing is, he came around here, came down, turned here. And then right here, this is when he changed the speed nine. So he was able to go here, side slip, turn. As you can see here, and go that way. Well, I'm coming around here. I'm facing here, and then I come down here. And when he turns... I, you know, it's, I'm kind of stuck at that at that point because he's he's, he's crossing right in front of me, and I I I can't turn to get myself facing towards him. So he's flying right past me when I when I, with me having nothing to I had nothing to to fire at him. Well, the other side is you got FX disruptors, right? So you could go a little bit slow in the beginning do a quick turn add the two fx guys on overload then speed change up and catch him catch his number three yeah I could definitely. See, if you, see if you can take that down at, at fairly close range hmm. and put some phasers in with it yeah because definitely I, I feel pretty confident he's at the very least gonna make those what? Um, he might go straight this way, or not straight up. There's maybe straight this way, and then turn towards the, go towards towards the other corner. In which case, if he does go to the corner, other corner, I can go chase him. No, just stay stay here for the moment. Um, He's also got the enveloper coming up. Right, that's the possibility that he might. And if you've only got one shuttle left, it might not be a bad idea for him to go forward, turn, 
launch that enveloper at you regardless of what you're going to do because if you spend all of your weapons on it that's going to let him work on repairing some shields yeah but remember again doug remember next turn he has no weapon he has no torps this coming turn this coming turn he has no torps oh in that case go as fast as you can and just maneuver to get on his down shield because if you end the turn even if you're at range nine but you're on his down shield four standard disruptors into that is going to put a hurting on him oh agreed the, the, the tough part about it is that i don't think i can get on his down shield because of if if, okay. if if i go go up this way he can just turn this way if i go down this way he'll just stay here and have this side of his ship towards the wall up here so i don't i don't, I don't see him star castling oh me neither because that would be basically an invitation for you to overrun him with esgs agreed so, you you might want to consider a, a slow start and a turn to your left, followed by another turn to your left, and have all your stuff overload. Because the problem he has is, even if he turns up, tries to circle around in that corner, if you go if you start off a little bit slow, you can you can see what his intention is. But you turn left. If you end up having to make a tight circle that keeps him in that corner, that's okay. You know, because he's going to have to turn and present a shield to you at some point. And if he decides to to run straight out, and you manage to turn around a bit, you're going to be able to have him pinned against that wall for a while. Oh yeah. That, that, that's the one thing is that, yes, um, I could, in theory, um, get him cornered again. I can come around, I come around this way, he'll stay, probably go this way and go, he's not going to come towards me. He's probably going to go th for the upper corner. I would go for the middle of the map if I was him. Try and go to the opposite corner. If he has, to, if he's got. You mean this? You mean down this direction? Down, down downward. That, yeah, exactly. So you'd want me to come around here, and. What I was suggesting is it, it probably would behoove you to start slow with a speed change that lets you get two moves in, but also starting a little bit slow will let him make him commit to not going into that corner if he goes into that corner then you and you try to turn up after him he could just as easily run back out of that corner and he's really not going to go into that corner if it if it's going to give you an opportunity to overrun him with esgs and tractoring him and everything else under the sun when he's got next to nothing right you overrunning him with your weapon suite is the end of his ship. Mm -hmm. And if you go on a fully down shield or a fully up shield, because 
you, you get to point blank range, that thing's a monster. Mm -hmm. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And the only thing he could hope to do would be to whittle off some of your weapons with his remaining three phasers. Yeah. Because um, unfortunately. That's assuming that neither of his plasmas can, he, he can't launch the quick Fs. Would he be able to do a quick F on you? No. As I said, he has no batteries. No batteries. Okay, then. So, you're completely safe from from him this turn. Oh, when it comes to Torps, I'm, I'm, I'm completely safe, yes. I mean, is, you're completely safe from Torps. Yes. Then... You keep him at as close a range as you can and try to maneuver to get either his number three or his number five shield. And if you could actually get any shield at range two or one, alpha that thing. And the longer it takes you to turn all the way around and get close to him, the closer you are to having your ESGs coming back online. So... Understood. So, yeah. So, at this point, it's like I almost wouldn't even be that concerned about the ESGs. But the problem is, you have no reserve batteries. So, exactly. if you're going to charge them, charge one of them. Agreed. Maybe not both of them. Yeah. I probably... You had that chance of him blowing one up. Yeah, I. I have to check the rules for ESGs. I've, I've been very poor about that. Um, capacitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, 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 this version has the capacitor upgrade, so you could you could throw power into one of them. It's going to be there next turn if you don't use it. Understood. But here's the thing: I think putting energy into the ESGs is a waste of energy on this turn. Because it's obviously the priority weapon is phasers. Um, I disagree. The, the the phasers become your priority only if he allows you to overrun him. And even if you headed, if you have if you have speed parity together, and you survive the head, you're going to be at range three, and your disruptors will do more damage. I don't see him letting that, that, you. That's assuming if that's assuming I do a head and take the. Assuming you could. Yeah. Or even if you do the poor man's head and you just turn twice at speed zero, using impulse and warp tack, he's still going to be able to keep you out of the range where you'll be utterly devastating to him with phasers. If you both go maximum speed, and you head to go after him you can't get any closer to him unless you get up against the wall and well side slipping and going along that well he'll be able to keep you at that range the whole turn yeah oh agreed agreed so i mean your phasers wouldn't be worthless but as far as damage output potential goes your disruptors do so much more and, and the other side of that is if you manage to, to to turn around and you catch a 
down shield, but it's outside of overload range. Aw, Kazini attack. You yes. get you get you you can still tear up, you know, that partially down shield, or you could go through the down shield if you catch that one. Mm-hmm. And if you've got if you have if you fire all overloaded disruptors at this range, you can still tear down a shield. Oh, agreed. You do, on, you do it on impulse 32, then impulse one of the next turn, it's all phaser ones in. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's it's up to you. I mean, I would almost flip a coin, but the only, the only thing I wouldn't want to do is give up give him any extra range unless you're going at max speed to turn and pin him against that wall or keep him in that corner. And I don't see turning to the right as a good option unless, oh. he's, as, okay. unless he had to... Oh, I, I, you I you turn to the left and come down and around, you're going to be able to pin him against that wall. Oh, great. And then that's... I think that definitely you don't want to go this way you want to have it go go to my go to the left because that gives me the most options because he's not gonna because if i go left here even if i it takes a while to, to come around and so forth he's not going to want to come this direction come straight down here because of i can maintain range at that point if i come down here he's going to go flying up towards the, this top corner which keeps the shield against this wall protects this side of the ship and so that when he co comes around he can come around this way his number five shield is still against the wall instead of towards me he's never you know because if he comes down this direction at I some point he'll probably have to turn this way i think the ultimate thing you're going to want to do is basically get in on his um just get in on him at point blank range. Give him four overloaded disruptors. Any phasers you can have powered on impulse thirty-two and on impulse one of the next turn. Finish him off with everything else. Yeah, I got. I got to repair my disruptor. <laughs> I only got three. So. Yeah. Okay, moving on and forward. Before we come, <laughs> something something monsters, right? Yeah, I haven't got, I haven't, I'm not going to get to the monsters yet. Because I want, I want to show, okay, let's do single player mode. I don't want to actually, I don't want to actually have to log in to do this. And what I'm going to do is go bring up this, bring up game one in action. I'm going to make this simple myself. I'm going to do a restore game. Do, 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 and... Bring this up now. Do, do, do. Go over here. Go expendables. Go C8 expendables and seeking weapons. If you see, here's the current loadout for for the C8. Now, the one thing you can, I, I just the, the the thing I just added on Monday, which was you can have it so that okay like that and. Why not three? Let's make that one a 1F. Okay. Um, could the copy using the keyboard command 
and then paste, and you all of a sudden you got the loadouts coming from one drone rack to another. Now, given the way I'm saving it to the clipboard, there's one other thing you can do, which is here's here's a loadout in a, in a, a text file, which is you know just basically what it was before, which was a type four X, which means um, yeah, I forget what that means, and then a, a type one XF, which uh, that's Explosive X means explosion, explosive, and one type one XF is a one space explosive with fast um, propulsion. That, that's what was used in the in the client. So, what we can do? Take this, pipe this into PB Copy on on the Mac. What PB Copy does is it allows you to take, in this case. Anything that's output to the screen, I'm piping it. Means standard out is coming in as a standard in for next process. In the case of PDB copy, that puts anything that's on stream in, it puts that onto the clipboard. So I'm going to put that on now on the clipboard. Now if I go up here and I hit Control V, in this case Command V, because that's the that's the command. And all of a sudden, now I I just paste in. The full loadout of the ship. So now players that are actually playing um, a ship that has a number of drone racks can actually preload their can easily save their loadouts. You know, you know take take this. Let's say let's say okay, I want. These just let's say these this this these three let's copy it now. If I bring up my editor, let's say new dash load out and say add and paste. There it is. There's my loadout. So you can you can take that, you can save it in the case of obviously for um Windows, you can use like notepad. I recommend definitely using Notepad, something that saves it as pure text, um, so that when you can can take that, if I want to, it's copied now. If I want to, I can actually go up here and just say, okay, paste. You know, change the load out there. So, once you you can copy these and paste these to the other ones. That I have to fix. That shouldn't be legal. <laughs> that, that that's a bug. I found found a bug right here, um, because one thing that it definitely does just to let you know the way it works is that it reads the loadout you know from the clipboard, and first thing it does is it takes the drone rack that you you, you highlighted. It will clear this clear the drone rack so. It's all gone. Then what it will do is add the drones one at a time. In this case, it will add this one and this one. So if, let's say this case, this is an A rack. If I had a whole setup for a B rack, let's do that, that, and that one. Oop. 
too much too much because that's that's currently that's six spaces let's take this copy oops i just pasted i'm sorry that and that now let's copy this time this one and you go to here since these are only four spaces you only can copy four spaces because it, it will copy the, the, the type four then will copy the the type one it'll try to copy the type four and go um no you can't so it'll skip that one and then it will copy the next one over which is the type one so it it's it's smart in that regard obviously um it should not be able to do that that's illegal so i need to i need to add a check into making sure that you can't load like in the case it's an ad rack you should only be able to paste in dogfight drones that's the only only kind of drones you can actually paste in there that or obviously an ad round but you should be able to, in other words if you have also you have a bunch of ad racks you should be able also um, preload those things too so it makes things a lot easier for those who have a lot of drone racks and you can save them save your loadouts locally on your machine in text files and then just do copy paste copy paste and set up and so you can just quickly set up the loadouts for each of, each of your ships and if obviously if you know what kind of the drones you're going to have you know what's the loadout sorry not the loadout what kind what's the type of drone you have because obviously one of one of the things oops excuse me you can do here is you can create your own drones you know um Call it a super drone. It's gonna be a fast drone. Let's make it type four. Give me one explosive strength, and then give me one space of null. So it can take a take a bit of damage. Actually, no, it won't take more damage, but it won't do as much. But yeah. That's that's more for um, against an ESG. That's, so like that and go. Okay. Now you have super. So if you want to, you can go here and it's. Now we have. Oh, not enough room. <laughs> Big surprise. This one, you can change that to that. So now that's gonna be type type you know type four dash X and F. And if you wanted to, obviously you know the symbology here, you can then actually write it all up yourself. You can actually create a text file with your loadout without actually using the client first. You know, if, if you if you know the know the format, which is pretty simple, type and then that, that designator right here. Relatively simple. And if you want to know the symbology, it's all listed right here. You'll see the, see the letters right here. You know, so that's, 
that was one of those things that I was working on on Monday. Um, and just for those of you interested, one thing I plan on doing next week is I will be taking off my day job. The whole week I'm taking off. I'm not, I'm not working my day job. I'm, I'm, the whole idea of it is something simple. Basically, act as if I'm retired. In in that, focus on SFB Online and Starfleet Warlord stuff. Oh man, I was going to say, you could come watch some God Kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was... That was... <laughs> That was not the that was not the plan. Do you watch the grandkids? <laughs> I got the second best thing for you. They're god kids. <laughs> well, I it's <laughs> understood. I understood, Doug. But Godfather's coming. You need to clean the place. Get to it, boy. <sighs> oh my God, that would be such a great thing. You could. I. I approve this pretending to be retired. <laughs> well, I might not. If I stay, stay there too long, I might not pretend anymore. I might get fired. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Lord knows. Uh, oh, Doug. You don't want me to come to your house for a day. You really don't. Because you, your Erica might want to kill me. So. No, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I get really tired of being the sole person that says clean this thing up. Oh, at times. oh, understood. And and there's yeah, but yeah. yeah and plus, not... you don't have to look at that part. You can actually go to the part that I keep somewhat neat. And <laughs> we could we we could play overclocking games. <laughs> I actually did um, switched all the parts around and with the best GPU mm -hmm. and the 16 gigs in it mm -hmm. the uh, yeah, and the, the Linux Mint wouldn't run EVE I mean it starts it it'll start the client it'll do everything but it's not like uh, it's not able to run the game and I think the biggest part of that is just having the Steam over running at the same time when hmm. steam wants to have a minimum software requirement of 16 gigabytes right. uh, so i think that's just hogging it up hmm. that when i shut it down it's still running in the background so yeah. understood okay with that that was the two things i wanted i wanted to do quickly um obviously that was not the case um so we're gonna at least go through one monster which is in this case the monster with SM with scenario mon uh, scenario SM eight, which is from um, the cap. I forget which captain's logs it is. I could, I know if Russ was on, he would tell me immediately what what it was because of actually he has he gave me a a document which states I think it might be at the beginning of this document where it came from. Yeah, in fact, I know it, at the beginning of this of this document here says where it came from I, I think it's caps log 32 i think i'm i'm, I'm trying to do this from memory and I'm, my memory might not be so good because i've read it like once or twice you know but you know it's of course ignis uh, ignis um 
I'm sure if you've seen the captain's log, there the captain's log that has this in it, it actually this is the main scenario for that captain's log, and on the front of it is the Igneous itself with, with the starship. I I remember seeing that. I think it even has a planet on it. Obviously, in this case, the scenario says as stated, um, heading on a collision course from for a densely populated planet is a huge planetoid. Um, called Aeneas, a starship sent to divert the menace, is greeted by hails of fire, weapons fire. And just a reminder, okay, the Aeneas is, a, is an enemy, big surprise, it's a robot battle station is what it is. Built by extra galactic power. Oh, another extra galactic power that's out there that wants to kill us. Big surprise. Um, yeah, probably watched our TV series from the 50s. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, that, that reminds me of a post I saw on Facebook. Um, I read it today, which was um, from Peter Pakia, which was he watched the, the two seasons of Space 1999. So, uh, you want to talk about... Yeah, so it aged well. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you, you mentioned how um, season one was really freaky. Um, season two was more sillier. He said sillier and a lot more action. Um, and part of that seems to be related to originally they had canceled the show, but then last minute they brought it back. I'm still, I'm not, see, here's the one thing. I'm not sure when that show was on in the time frame of TV. Whether it was competing against Star Trek or not, or some, or maybe Battlestar Galactica or some, I don't think it was competing against Battlestar Galactica because I think that Space 1999 was on TV around the 1970s. And I'm pretty sure Battlestar Galactica was until the 80s. I forget. Well, let's see what our friend the internet says since we're on the internet. Well, 75 to 77, two series. That's Space 1999 or, or Battlestar? Yes, Space 1999. Okay. 1975 to 1977. Two seasons. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I, I knew, I thought, I thought, I felt fully confident saying it was in the 70s, but, um, and I think Star Trek was in the 60s? Yes, it was. Star and, Trek was the late, latter part of the 60s. Right. And then the Bastard Galactic. It also I, came back into syndication. Mm, true. Which means it was kind of competing with it. Um, in, in syndication, which was, it was very popular in syndication. I can tell you that. Um, I forget when Battlestar Galactica came out. I mean, the, the, the first, ver, the, the original one. Before it went to what, the Sci-Fi Network? Well, Sci-Fi Network was decades later. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But let's see. Seventy-eight. So this is interesting because that's seventy-five to seventy-seven run, right? Which actually precedes Star Wars. And then you've got Battlestar Galactica comes out 
the year afterwards. And Star Wars is right in the middle. Yep. Original television series in 1978 for Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I picked that up. Like, wow. I still remember um, what was interesting with, with the original Battlestar Galactica was that um, near the, the end part of the original series, the episodes were about that they, they found Earth. And, and then they were basically doing these outings on Earth. Um, yeah, those are Jump the Shark yeah. Exactly. Right, then we have the later. Did I do? Oh, that was that... Galactic 1980, actually. Right. Right. That's the 10. Ah, yes. Ah, the nostalgia. Yeah, I know, because I, I love Battlestar Galactica. Well, and the thing with uh, Space 1999 was the, uh, I think the biggest thing was the special effects wise mm -hmm. for all the space stuff. They they kind of picked up off of the uh, the Kubrick version of doing stuff from 2001. It's very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like, you know, what, a decade or more later. Oh, understood. And Lord knows, I, I, I'm I I'm still... The production value in that part. And that's what kind of made the series for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. More so than a lot of the other premises of it. Because, from you know, science fiction is more of a science fantasy thing. Like the moon traveling to all those different places. Right, right. Um, and situations. Yeah, it's definitely interesting in in that regard. You, you think about. Can you stop that? I forget the premise of, of why the, the the moon goes where it goes. I think does the Earth explode or something like that? They have a nuclear explosion on the far side, the opposite side of from oh. where everybody's living. Mm. They had a big old nuclear reactor or storage depot or some kind where they if I remember correctly because I already closed the wiki page sorry the uh, that's fine the basic premise was they were using it to store nuclear waste and it all went kaboom one day and that was sufficient to propel the moon out of the earth's orbit which would be I can't imagine what would happen to the earth <laughs> well for purely physics oh they actually addressed that in one of the episodes and uh yeah it was kind of like what the doom and gloom of the global warming thing from 20 years ago was which was the whole thing about like wild weather and unpredictable weather and global warmingness and tornado that and blah 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 the um but from a physics standpoint i think if you actually had a nuclear depot on the far side of the moon not facing the earth and it went off it wouldn't actually drive the moon out of the earth yeah yeah oh agreed 
and it probably wouldn't even push it towards as much, although it might slow or stop the uh, the uh, the very 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 slow uh, increase in its orbit that's continual. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the, the, I would think that would be a bad thing actually. Yeah, I would think the amount of energy to actually move put the um, move out of the orbit with with have the possibility of actually destroying the moon altogether. Oh, probably. Very likely. Oh, and this is my. Okay. Oh, even this is in module S1. And even this is on the cover of catalog number 41. Thank you, Dave. But we're getting back to the space monsters. Um, it's going to be quick, but. Uh, I love can we, this world. Yeah. It's a very slow moving target. It's speed one. And it just keeps going right towards the planet. Uh, but it takes 600 points of damage to destroy. The Ignis has six weapons, one lost with each 100 points of damage scored. So uh, the weapons are destroyed in order one, three, five, two, four, six. Um, I'm assuming those are the headings. Okay, each weapon that Ignis fire launches once per turn, as noted because of the extragalactic nature, each weapon is randomly simulating the fire of one known weapon. Each weapon has a 120 degree um, firing arc, I like um, FA arc, sent mm -hmm. um, in a direction designated by its number. Okay. The chart, you know, at the 328 drones have 360. Note that all arming and psyching requirements for the weapons and of the Ignis are completely and utterly ignored. Each turn after the ship has completed energy allocation and plotted its movement, the player rolls one die for each of the sex weapons. This determines the type of weapon as follows and goes from Plasma or Hellbore. A mauler? I got, I definitely want to read about that. A drone rack. Photon Torpedo Phaser 1, Disruptor Bolt, Plasma F, Fusion Beam, Tractor Repulsor Beam, or, or uh, P, Plasmatic Pulsar. I assume that's a PPD is, is what they mean. Okay. So, uh, the drone rack it's, it has three Type Fs that it launches during the turn. Um, ba -ba -ba. Big surprise, Plasma R, Fires immediately. Mauler, Mauler assumes it has 20 points of power. Wow. And Plasma Fs, it got two Plasma Fs. Uh, as per Hellbore, Hellbore fires the first opportunity, best range. Brack, for example, the ship closes, approaching on the turn is to be six hexes. The weapon will fire at range eight, since five to eight is the best it will get. If the range is less than nine, the weapon will fire as an overloaded one. Mm. Fun. Kind of reminds me of the Berserker thing by Fred Saberhagen. Big automated robot thing that wants to kill us. Big surprise. Um, uh, these cannot be damaged. Can be damaged by normal suicide shuttle mines, which are automatic. Then the ship explosions. So if you want to kill. Suicide yourself against the ship. Yeah, that, that might help. Uh, this cannot be boarded, not even by hit and run raids. 
And Ignis is also immune to electronic warfare, cannot be towed by tractor means, cannot be boarded, ignores webs. Wow. Cannot be damaged by anti-drones, cannot be displaced. Wow. Or put in stasis. Wow. Has no critical hits and can see through cloaks. Nasty guy. Uh Yeah. Big robot thing that wants to kill us. Yep. I, I, to me, the, the shocking part one is that it ignores webs. Which, wow. Obviously, the weapons don't ignore webs, but. What, what is the scale of the thing? Um, it's not exactly a starship. It's, it's larger than that. It's 600 points yeah, of damage to kill it. So it, it's a. It, it, it is a. Moving base is what Basically. it is. Yep. Well, it's, no, it's just too big. That's what it's described. It, it is a robot battle station, which is, is going to a planet to destroy it, which is interesting that, okay, it's a battle station, and it's basically seeking out a, a planetoid to kill it. Yeah. Kill all carbon. Yep. Okay. How... Okay, one thing. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, it has MSIDs. This fails to function after 300 points of damage. Um, dun, 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 dun. There's one thing I'm wondering about. Oh, hey, you can kill off its MSIDs. Um, That's not a bad deal. Yeah. How many turns do you get to kill it? Well. Before it reaches its target. Okay. Well, okay, it's, the planet's at three thirty-eight twenty-four. It's at um oh three oh three oh seven. Uh what's that? Jeez. Like was it trying to calculate it? Whoa. So it's the opposite ends of the board. So it's around, geez, that would mean it's between 30 and 40 turns because it moves one hex per turn. So to say very least, you just got yeah, keep on pummeling at, at it. And let me see, let's double check on well, one. Yeah, there's 600 points to kill it. You're it's uh, movement. The starship must use plotted movement. In addition, the cruiser must. The starship. Yes, yeah, player. Must use plot, plotted movement. Level C1. In addition, the cruiser must plot all weapons fired before each turn begins. This is the exception to C1.35. Wow. That's interesting. Um, well, they're going a little bit overboard on the it's a robot and you're not right about how you have to fight AI mm -hmm. the impact of in this on the planet will destroy both hey that's when we get rid of it just wait just 
let it strike the planet. Then, then you destroy the, you destroy it, right? You win. So a couple billion people are 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 dying in the process. You know, still dead. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. rebuilds itself. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. And of course, the mention. Yeah. Yeah, this designers know this this scenario was designed in answer to a challenge to include solitary scenarios in the Nexus magazine. It was actually originally public publication was in Nexus number six. Wow. <laughs> Tactics. The only thing you can do is carefully time your strikes will be made. When your strikes will be made. You know what weapons you may he may have. And when he probably will use them, so be prepared to, to run in as fast as possible speeds and turn away as soon as you can. Even so, you're going to look like Swiss cheese before this is over. Sometimes all you can do at the end of this game and a turn with Ignis next door is self-destruct, but that last option only if you're a blast will be enough to finish Ignis. Now, my question, given how it's from Nexus number four. What set of rules was this designed against? I say that because before the captain's edition, the commander's level, the commander's edition, the explosive strength of a ship was a lot greater than than captain's edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and don't forget they didn't have the. Probably a different setup on weapons that it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible that this was. Remember, if they published this in that later captain's log, thirty something, then that's that's into the forty-one. Captains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been readapted. Right, there's a whole big write-up for those of you want on in, in capsule log number thirty-six. There was a whole big write-up on uh, Monster Special Rules on the Igneous. Igneous, the Stone of Death. And it gives a whole big background, which is interesting. I'm not I'm not about to go through the background. Aww. Hey, it's getting late. As it is, I'm I'm surprised we, we got to get through this. Um the Igneous, which is interesting in obviously it has six weapons and the penguin. And there are different arcs that they that they fire against. So in theory, you can um, avoid because of when is it? Yeah, okay, it, it's yeah. Okay, oh, each turn after a ship has completed any location and plotted its movement, then they figure out the, the weapons. Oh, that's nasty. That's nasty. So you know what? possible his weapons could be problem is you got plotted movement and you, you right. and you is random afterwards yep after you actually plot your movement because if you knew that you, you have a plasma r facing your your direction you know then you would go oh yeah you know given that i, I need to do this yeah well, the other thing is you degrade it significantly. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, that's one thing I would have, I'd have to oh, look. Sure. There's one thing I'd have to look at is this, which is the plotted movement C1.33. Because of, I don't know how it handles emergency deceleration. Because I think there is the possibility that under plotted movement, you can still do a, a an, an action to adjust the uh, movement of the ship, i.e. emergency deceleration. Well, the, the flip side is also, look, it's going to lose one of its weapons with every 100 points of damage you do to it. So you get a couple good battle passes on it, and you can create a blind spot. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Once you create that blind spot, yeah, it's gonna... the thing has an automatic rule of like all the weapons will bear. Now it yeah. says they have arcs. So. Yep. Tough part is that it loses it by first shield number one, then shield number three, then shield number five. So one, then three, then five, then two, then four, then six. So it makes it hard to like um, have it so like half the ship is to to the point where it's, it, it's degraded. Right, it doesn't lose them like all on one side. Right, you have to get like four hundred points of damage to have the the right side of the ship to be blind. And that when it comes to weapons fire, you, still, you can you still make a side that has one less weapon pointed at you. Right exploit that right so so, so after, after 200 you you have you have you can go down one side versus the other you know uh, so it looks like a, a challenging one and to me the, the fun part for me was seeing that it ignores webs because that means the if you even if you have webcasters it doesn't matter if you have webcasters. The Ignis ignores it. For I mo- think the weapons function would probably still work, though. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. And even, though, even if it's ignoring it, it's moving at one hex per turn. Right. Agreed. Um, I'm assuming what it means it ignores it means, like, for movement, it ignores it. Um, versus the weapons themselves, like the, the drones from the drone rack will still get caught in the web, or the plasmas will still get caught in the web. Oh, well, you and, never know. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Did they I don't know. That? Yeah, I, 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 what I would do is probably look at this. <laughs> the special, uh, monster special rules, because a lot of times, like webs, okay, it's unaffected by the webs. Note specific, specifically that it ignores webs for and for this purpose, its weapons can fire through and it, in the case of seeking weapons, pass through the webs without being hindered. Okay. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. One reason the Klingons have tried every, yep. everything they can to capture this is a strong desire to gain this technology. Wow. That would be nasty. They can figure out how how the Ignis does it. 
but of course Mars also is extragalactic, so it might be tied into the way the the weapon system and and the technology that it uses for even movement, you know. And everybody would like to know how to ignore um, cloaks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Agreed. The big surprise that the thing is can't be placed in stasis. I'm not sure. That's one thing I don't. I have to look at, which is, can um, like star bases be put in stasis? No. Exactly. So, in other words, it, it might be just because it's too big, they can't be put in stasis, or just. Uh, if I remember correctly, there was a in-universe reason was something about uh, stabilizers. Oh, the the, the the stabilizers, yeah. Which, well, this base doesn't have them. But <laughs> doesn't matter. Hey, it's extra galactic and it's the size of a small moon. Exactly. So it could be a scaling issue. It could be stabilizers. It could be anything. Agreed. Agreed. And wavium. And wavium. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think we need definitely need to wrap it up for the evening because it is getting late. It's almost getting. To the point where I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. And you don't want to see that. It gets very ugly. Okay, if you want to pop up for a day, let me know. We'll do. Mm -hmm. Or we could do a game day. I will. Not on the road yet. If he could pop out for that. Too. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I will see. As I said, the, the, what I want to really do is focus on SFBL and Starfleet Warlord because of I have not spent much time on either. Lately, and when it comes to SFB Online, I haven't spent much time on, on it for the past 10 years. I've done some tweaks here, tweaks there, fixed bugs, did some of the, did some of the initial work on updating the, the, the UI and so forth. And I, I feel like I just I really need to work on improving that. That's that's my main focus. Obviously, there might be a time where I go, you know, next next week where I go, you know, okay, I got I'm gonna take a break, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> break from okay whatever okay oh jeez what the heck I'm supposed to do that come on show me show my beautiful face okay well anyway Doug, you have a good night. Yep. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Why is that happening? But anyhow. So. <laughs> Yeah, the bring up OBS, the, the key keys did not, they stopped working. I'm not sure why. But anyhow, had a nice discussion about my game a lot and a little bit about, about the Igneous Monster, which definitely seems like a nasty little beast. Um, slow moving, but ultimately deadly. So with that, I am Paul Franz. I bid you a good night.